That's my white noise. It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio. That's my white noise on my uh, iPhone. On your iPhone? Oh, it's you have for, an app? It's No, it's for free. Wow. I had no idea. People are spending hundreds of dollars for white noise machines in their homes, and if you have an iPhone, it's already on there. So that's called uh, balance noise. That's bright noise. Where? What? Sounds like... That's dark noise. They sound very similar. Yeah. The one sounded like a car pulling up, and the other one sounded like yeah. bacon frying. Here's so... the ocean. That's the one that sounds like a car going by. That sounds like a car going <laughs> to by? To me. Yeah, there you go. See, it just drove by the house. <laughs> and the dog started barking. That, um, that's rain outside. That's the one I think sounds like bacon fries. Okay, so it, it, it's bacon and grits. But it doesn't matter what it is if it helps you sleep. And then oh, that's a stream. I was about to say, okay, now that one sounds like a stream. It does, yeah. Oh, yeah, babbling brook. So it's, it's free on the iPhone. Uh-huh. You access it through settings. You go to accessibility and then audio visual, and you got it. Listen, my daughter and son-in-law bought this hatch machine for the babies to sleep by. Mm-hmm. I do think, like you said, Rob, uh, it's over $100 or whatever. And it's for free on your iPhone. And they all have iPhones. So, oh my goodness, they could have used that. It's for free. It's called background sounds on the iPhone. This is a stream. I don't know, if it's making you sleepy, I got to go potty now. <laughs> listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. It's Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Pat's along with us at 800-447-7234. Hey there, Pat. I was laughing when you were talking about the sound, uh, background noise, or the help you sleep. And I thought, bless their hearts, all these married people where one of the person snores, they don't think of their husband or wife snoring as as um, white noise, they think of it as annoying. And I was laughing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. The way you spin it, right? So <laughs> you just say, it's not snoring. It's, you know, the mountain stream or so. I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing more soothing than. <laughs> don't get me started. We're not going down that road. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Robin Liz in the morning on his radio. So my puppies are priceless to me, but I don't think they have a net worth. What do you mean? They're oh, a net worth? A net worth. Oh, I saw some like actors and actresses whose dogs are worth more than yeah. you ten now, people put us. together. <laughs> so oh, one, okay, on this list, I'm just gonna tell you a couple of them. One is the uh the cat that's owned by Taylor Swift. This cat is worth $97 million. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) So I I don't know if Taylor has like set up a bank account for, you know, whatever. How would, how's an animal? The cat influences. And she has a ton of Instagram followers. Oh, whatever. Okay. Okay. So So what else? So the other one is the spokes kitty of like a premium cat food called Loves Nala. And the cat is Nala Cat. She is worth $100 million. Is the cat worth that or is the owner worth that? No, they put it in a, an account for the cat. I don't what, know if that's a, a tax cat, thing or... How does it... How does it never mind. I, right. I'm, I don't okay. get it. But that, that cat is the cutest thing. I'm going to follow this cat because she's so cute. Oh, boy. And and her story, she used to be a shelter cat. So I love her her overcomer story. Okay, and then Gunther. Let She's me tell got you. an overcover <laughs> story. She does. A book is coming out, I'm sure. Gunther. That's a crazy name for a cat. I know. Hold on. No, that's a dog. Oh, it's a dog Did now. Did I say a cat? Okay. okay. Gunther is a dog. Hold on to your seats. 
Okay, your steering wheel, $500 million. He's worth five. For a dog? $100 million. What does it do? It really does nothing. Um, it does sell houses. It a, buys and sells houses. What? Here's the thing. His, his owner, uh, his daddy, passed away and left him his wealth, his, his estate. And so people now work for Gunther. Oh, I I feel like I've heard this before. Maybe, maybe. A couple of years ago this happened. Right. So they trade real estate in his name. They do investments, part of the Hmm. Fortune 500, $500 million. When when his owner passed away, it was in the hundred, like 192 million. Really? But his net worth has grown. (laughs) Okay. So Gunther is eating filet mignon. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. The things you do for your dogs to make them feel special. It's Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Like Liz, she pampers all over her two, her two dogs. I, you know, I do. I gave um, Charlie, the older dog, won't do this for the puppy, but I had salmon last night, and I gave Charlie just a little off my, See, look off at my that. fork. Treated like royalty. <laughs> she loved it. I'm sure. She came back from As more. a little tiara. <laughs> All she that won't stuff. wear that. <laughs> and then the, the different personality types that a yes. dog has. Oh, I know. We had a Pomeranian that was just a spitfire. Do yours, Rob, have We have an English lab. We have two dogs, but one English lab that we have is just the calmest nature. It's, it's still sweet. a puppy. The sweetest English lab, a black lab. We love him. His name is Ranger. Mm-hmm. And so Amy is wanting to bring him through some kind of certification to bring him to nursing homes. To be a compassion dog? Yes. Oh, I think he would be perfect he for that. He is uh, the, the sweetest, the mm, sweetest dog we've that. ever had. So so that's what we're doing. Sonia's here at 800-447-7234. So your, your dog has a unique behavior? What is it? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have an a, uh, American Bulldog named Lily. She's about two years old. She does this, but she makes a sound like I've never heard a dog make before. She makes a sound, and, it, and I'm going to try to make it. It's just like... She, I mean, she sounds like she's chirping like a bird or something. I mean, it is the craziest thing. And she always, like, rolls on her back, and she's, like, wagging her tail. She wants you to play with her. It is really funny. That is very interesting. Yeah. It's like I, I sound a sound that I've never heard a dog make before. And, and, and when did the dog start making the sound? She's she's only two. She just turned two, but she's always done it. I mean, and it's, it's like when she wants to get your attention or something. Huh. She, like, looks at you. She goes, You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. So uh, Daryl and Kane, when they were just teenagers, they were at this party. There was a 15-year-old friend with them, and that friend didn't make it past Mm -hmm. the party. He He passed away. Well, these two guys were convicted for it and went to prison for it back in 96. And just recently, because of two ladies that do this podcast, they were... Uh, they were innocent. Yeah, they were released. They were released from prison. And it's over 20 years later. Was it 25 Mm -hmm. years? Just about 25 years later. They've been locked up and they were innocent. And now this podcast was able to reveal a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And they're out. It made me think 25 years later. And they're home with their families for Christmas for the very first time. Can you imagine getting to know your family members almost all over again? Yeah. In a different, more intimate way because, you know, that can't happen within the prison walls. And so having that first Christmas, how I I can't even imagine the tears, the laughter, the funny memories and stories and just welcoming them with open arms. It's just, yeah, you know, and how changed 
everything is. Right. From 96 to 2022. Oh, right. Right? Because they this was a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They were released before Christmas. I mean, wow. And you talk about the best gift at Christmas, you know, a family member coming home, especially in your heart when you've supported them and known that they were innocent of everything and then have them physically sitting next to you around the dinner table. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. Something as simple as this would cause so much division inside a home. It's Robin Liz in the morning on his radio. It's it, because it's pa- we're passionate about it. it. And it's how you cook your bacon. Yeah. And I always thought you just put it in the frying pan and you cook it. Evidently, there are many different ways to cook bacon. I feel as though Rob has not made bacon in a frying pan. I have. Amy does, right? She Your does. Wife. I try. You have? It's extra crispy. <laughs> Black? Yeah. <laughs> burnt? Okay. Black and burnt. The best way to have them because I burn everything. Toast? <laughs> Wait till you have some of my toast. <laughs> now, listen, if you, I do not put my bacon in a frying pan. What not do you normally. Do? You put it's, it straight on the oven? No, it's a fight too at my house. Like, why are you not putting it in a frying pan? It's better that way. But it pops everywhere. It pops all over the kitchen. It pops all over me. I get burnt. And so I'm just over it. So I put it on a, a cooling rack that you would put like cakes on. And I put the bacon on that. On a cookie sheet, like a deep cookie sheet, and I put it in no. the oven. Okay, so, nice. Okay. But all the fat drips off, uh-huh. which makes it a little healthier, and it gets super crispy. Oh, you can make bacon a little healthier? <laughs> well, if you are getting rid of all the fat, yeah. Okay. It drips down. So you bake it in the oven. Mm-hmm. All right. It's the best. All right. Ninja, how in the world do you make your bacon? I put mine in the microwave. The microwave? Yeah. How do you make it? How does that work? Ooh. You you wrap it in the paper towel and just put it in there, and it it's like super fast. I do it for like five minutes, maybe a few minutes extra if it's not cooked all the way. Is it? It's got to be floppy. It's I like not, it crispy. Because it, it it cooks through evenly and it's super quick, and so it really? crisps it up. I'm gonna try that. That's my way of cooking. I think it's gonna be tough. I think is it not tough? Because no. you know how you put bread in the microwave, and for two seconds too long, and then it's like, <laughs> I can't. It gets tough. It's yeah, awful. Scott, okay, how in the world do you do part. yours? We bake it now. Let me tell you quickly why we do it. Because why? my wife and I, the last few years, go to this marriage retreat conference kind of getaway, and they have a breakfast spread, and the bacon is always delicious, crispy. It doesn't shrivel up. So my wife asked the hotel, how do you get the bacon so well done? And they say, we bake it. It's easier that way. And it comes out so great. So now that's what we do at our house. We put it in the oven and bake it. I thought they had a class on how to cook bacon to keep your marriage together. We went to a marriage conference. (laughs) They taught us how to make bacon in an oven. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. I smell bacon. I just can't get it out of my head. It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio. Evidently, there's all these different ways to cook bacon from like what Ninja said earlier in the microwave. Mm. Jake and I will do it in a frying pan. Mm-hmm. Liz is like in an oven. Uh, others put it out in the fire pit. I you mean, know, probably over a campfire. There's there's all these different and, and and there's passion. I have no idea. There's passion behind this. Not just, it's like you don't. You don't put it in a frying pan. You better put it in the oven. Yes. It's like, okay. (laughs) And not just how you cook it, but how it's cooked. As in what Brandon said. What did he say? Brandon Buddy. 
He texted. What did he say? He said, Brand, uh, bacon should be soft. Oh, Brandon. Wait, wait, no, no. wait, wait. Hold up. He said, I want my bacon rare. Uh, oh. So you don't even cook it. Well, you, I think I think you cook it. He touches it? Maybe. He just, just barely a, lays it like, in there and takes it out. In there, three seconds, boom. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I, you know what? It's all about Brandon? Brandon. Brandon, dude. Okay, listen. I don't think you've lived until you have a crispy piece of bacon. Right. In the frying right. pan. Kevin said that. Kevin said, in, no, he said in the oven. Kevin, Kevin said in the oven. dude, yeah. no. Yeah. That Just was like a text. I do. Yeah, that was a text. <sighs> Just like me. Well, Rick is here, 800-447-7234. I just wanted to tune in on this bacon thing. I cook my bacon in the oven, too. You do? And it tastes much better. I do, and it tastes much better in the oven than it does in the frying pan. What's, how do you do it different than the frying pan? I know the frying pan, you fry it, but... I put it on, a, as Liz said, on one of those cookie sheet type things, and it drains all the fat down in the bottom, and the bacon comes out... And the bacon kind of melts in your mouth. It's it's just better. It tastes better. And, and she's right. It is healthier. You know, I've been hungry all morning long, <laughs> and this is not helping me. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about bacon melting in your mouth, we're, we both ended up in a puddle. Like, <laughs> like, oh. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Just got an open mic in. Want to check in with that? Open mic, which is a feature through the My His Radio app, they can download on Google Play or the App Store. So here's the open mic. I'm chiming in on this bacon thing this morning. I have recently started flouring my bacon. It keeps it from curling up in the pan. It gives it a different texture. It's very crispy, which is how I like my bacon. I haven't tried it in the oven yet that way, but that might be the next time I cook bacon. I'll have to do it in the oven. Y'all have a blessed day. Oh, well, thank you. you. And flouring. I've never heard of that. So so it's like a breaded bacon. I would think. I bet she tops it with syrup. I bet so. I'm going to try that. All right. Wendy texted. She just needs crispy. And that's how she texted it. Bacon. I need snap. I don't care how you cook it. It just has to be it crispy. It has to be crispy. I'm with you, Wendy. Right? Although, put it in the frying pan. Right. No. Um, Paul said I cook my bacon in the frying pan. Good A little bit of water. And then it stays mostly flat. I'm going to have to try that. But I wonder if it pops as much. Said, um, just wants it crispy, too. So yeah. Pops? What do you mean pops? When you're frying up bacon in the frying pan, which is why I don't do it, it pops back at you at one point. And, like, you'll come in, you've got little burns all over your hands. And oh, stuff. that's because you're casually of bacon? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I never thought of that. Every time. Okay, so here's Amy at 800-447-7234. Amy. I wanted to weigh in on the bacon cooking debate here. I used to do in the oven like you did. However, that makes the grease pop all over inside of the oven, which makes it smoke up and the house gets all smoky. So while the bacon's good, the house, not so much. So now my husband just takes it outside and does it on the black stone, which is amazing. So then you don't have any grease, no mess in the kitchen. On the what? The black stone. What's a black stone? So it's a black top, like grill slash griddle smoker so outside cooking device it would be the best invention i would say ever created by mankind how do i not know this exists blackstone it's great happy wife happy life amazing bacon no kitchen cleanup you're dropping the wraps on us this morning (laughs) you're listening to rob and liz in the morning on his radio don't disturb wally is sleeping 
It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio. <laughs> he is sleeping. He's had a long, long journey. His, his name actually Thor. Thor. Thor is his name. Thor is his name. Okay. And he's been traveling up the East Coast in England um, for a good long time. And he's been swimming the whole way. Swimming the whole way. Trying to get in the Guinness Book of World Records? Well, I mean, what's quite. that about? No, not quite. He's just, I guess, going north for the winter. But uh, is he a bird? He's walrus. A walrus? He's a walrus. Okay. And so he stops every couple of towns and just kind of pulls over to the side, you know, and gets up on shore and takes a little siesta, takes a little rest. And so it just timed out. He ended up on the shores of Scarborough, England. On New Year's Eve, or the day before New Year's Eve. So he's sleeping. So the count, okay. uh, town council gets together, and they're like, look, I know we were supposed to do these fireworks on New Year's Eve, but we really shouldn't because he needs to rest. He needs Thor to, needs to sleep. Yes, Thor needs to recuperate and get his strength back. So are you saying, let me see if I'm tracking this right, because a walrus came up on shore mm-hmm. where they were going to do their fireworks? Yes, in a the, little town. They canceled them? They canceled them. Right? Over a walrus? Yes, a walrus. Because first of all, it's not something that happens all the time. Secondly, the uh, marine researchers that are in that area said he really like it's going to harm him if you guys shoot off. If we do these fireworks, it will scare him. It will scare him and harm him possibly. And so, because he needs his rest, if he dives back in the water, harm him how? That's what I'm saying. If he gets back in the water and he continues on his travel and he hasn't fully recuperated from all the swimming that he's been doing, that it could harm him physically. And okay. so they made that recommendation. The townsfolk and, uh, you know, got together and said, okay, we're going to do that. We'll do the fireworks another time. So that Thor, the walrus, could sleep. Exactly. Okay. It's the best. You're listening to Robin Liz in the morning. On his radio. Connie was starting to get these packages delivered to her house. It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio. One day it would be one package. Another day it would be about three. Another day it would be about seven packages. All this happened every day until all of a sudden she had 100 boxes of stuff she never ordered. And it was all the same thing. Yeah, it was all the same type of thing. And it was from... Amazon. And she just, you know, I I guess right before Christmas, you're thinking, well, did I order that? Did I order that? But it just kept happening. She didn't order any of it. None of it. And on the inside, you open the package and what was it? It was a portable heater. A portable heater. A hundred portable heaters. No, I think she lives in Southern California. So a portable heater and especially a hundred of them, I don't think Connie needed that. So it wasn't somebody else sending her these packages for Christmas. They think... That possibly this company accidentally put in her address. For every order? For every order. Oh, my word. So when they got their portable heaters and they didn't like them and they wanted to return them, they sent them to Connie. Oh. (laughs) Congratulations, Connie. You know, I think isn't it like, I don't know if it's a law, but a thing where if you receive something in the mail that you didn't order, you actually can keep it. But I don't think she did. That don't sound right. I've, I've heard that before. That if you didn't, you know, you didn't order it or whatever, and it just came to you, I that would you feel can. like I stole it. I would too. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. There's a new CCO in town. It's Rob and Liz in the morning, his radio for <laughs> Carnival Cruise Lines. Yeah, Emerald Lagasse is going to be like their chief culinary officer, and so all the menus, um, all the items are going to be kind of his creations or at least his influence. I'm trying to remember this guy. 
Is he the one that... He had a phrase, right? Oh, yeah. So he would throw in, let's just say he threw in crawdads into something. He would be like, bam, or the spice, bam. And it was like. I remember that guy. Yeah. yeah. So it's a New Orleans kind of a style, kind of a Cajun, wow. more influence. So this food is going to be amazing. I think it is going to be amazing. Carnival cruise yeah. lines, right? Yeah. And, and it's on uh, several of the ships. I want to say it's like 14 or so of the ships. So it's already been on a couple of the ships. Carnival also has teamed up with Guy Fieri. Um, and so they have several different. He's not the C. What is it? CCO? CCO. Yeah. Chief, Chief Culinary Officer. Right. Um, but Guy also is over some of the menu items on some of the other oh, ships. Oh, he is. Yeah, so they team up so with some Are they of those teaming guys. up or are they going to have arguments on what's going to be the best culinary experience on well, these boats? I think they're going to have different boats. They're going to have different ships. So Guy is on some, Emerald is on some. So Emerald's in the C suite, and would yeah. he veto Guy's <laughs> stuff? I don't know. Well, if he is the chief culinary officer, then probably he's in charge. He has that power. He'll say that recipe, bam. And then he would look at Guy and say, diners and what is it? Drive-ins. Drive-ins? Yeah. No, dude, don't bring that on the boat. When I look at Emeralds, his are more elevated. His recipes are a little more elevated than Guy's. Uh, okay. But I think Guy's may be a little more scrumptious. I don't know, a little no. more indulgent. He's, he's and, the common man. He is the common man. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So he'll c- make food we actually like. <laughs> You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Sometimes you never know what you have until it's years later. It's Rob and Liz in the morning, his radio. Here's some grandparents. And back in 1986, they bought Disneyland tickets. And they never used them. No. They stored them away somewhere, but they found them just recently and went, oh. Oh, there's no expiration date on these things. They were probably 20 bucks back in the day. You know, probably back then. <laughs> but they gave them to their grandkids, and the grandkids cashed them in. Park hopper passes, too. No, And so they were able to use them, which is so cool. I, or we, our family has um, some of those that don't expire. How many? Probably five. One park or all park? I want to say it's one park. And quite honestly, I haven't looked at them. In a good long time, we're looking at going back maybe five or ten years and from using now. those things, and using huh? it because they never expire. Why so long? Why five or ten years from now? So because we want to take the new babies, and you know, three month olds don't have a real good time at oh, amusement parks. That's and true. Neither do twenty two month olds, and mm-hmm. so we're gonna wait until they get a little older where they can actually enjoy it. Might remember it. Might remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think you can buy those non expiring. Um, tickets anymore. That's right. There is an ex- expiration on yeah. them now. And like it, the end of the year or something like that. See, I didn't know if it was the end of the year, five years, ten years, or whatever, but I didn't think it was that open-ended thing like we had. I wonder so. how much tickets were in 1986. I think you're probably, well, maybe not 20, but maybe in the 40? 30. Yeah, 30 or so. But That sounds they, expensive for 1986. Right? I don't know why. Well, how much are they now? Like 110? No. I want to say it's over $100. <laughs> You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. There is a man, been married for a while. He's probably doing a lot of apologizing right now. Let me tell you what he did. Does he mess up a lot? Just one time, but it was it was pretty big. Uh-oh. It was a pretty big one. So oh, no. Doghouse. Oh, right. He and his wife, Christmas Day, they're going to drive hundreds of miles, visit her family. They get in the car. They're driving down. Middle of the night, because it's a long trip, middle of the night, he decides he needs a potty break, and they're out in the middle of nowhere. So there's like no rest area, nothing, nothing. huh? Okay. Not, no gas stations, nothing. So he gets out of the car. He stops the car, gets out, goes, takes care of his little business, and he gets back in the car. 
and takes off. Okay. And he drives, and he drives, and he drives, and he drives, and he drives 100 miles. Okay. What, what happened? What did he do wrong? He left his wife on the side of the road. What? Back 100 miles back. But she didn't get out of the car. Yeah, yeah, she did. He didn't know she got out of the How car. How do you not know that somebody gets out of the car? I don't know. I don't know if if he went one way, she went the other way, and he thought she was in the back seat sleeping because oh, so she does she, this. Yeah. So she was in the back seat when he got out and, right. and went potty. Right. And so she got out to potty. She didn't take her phone with her. So she didn't have any no. way to communicate with him. So he's driving thinking she's in the back seat. Right. Sawn logs. I, I see. Oh, my word. I see him just bopping along, like, to the radio, just listening, just doing his thing. You know, she called him 20 times. It was on silent, and he never heard the phone. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's driving. How you is know she... how you remember, like, in Home Alone, Kevin! So, wait, how is she calling <laughs> if she didn't have her phone? No, she somebody stopped. And oh. she, yeah, so she didn't know his number. She called her number. And her cell and phone. her cell phone, yes. <laughs> yes. And so he couldn't hear the. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so finally, 100 miles, he realizes. That oh, poor guy. I forgot. Goes back and gets her. We, we don't know the rest of the story. I don't know if I want to <laughs> know the rest I, of the I story. I don't think so.